1: Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet.
0: Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have Ade Ajao of Base 10. Ade, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest?
2: Yes. You know, I mentioned this before, but when I look back at the early team of my first startup, 20 Madrid, you know, I I think I was the oldest founding member and I was 23. So we didn't know what we were doing at all. And in fact, of everything we did at the company, I will say that looking back, we did 90% of things wrong, but one that worked very well, which was people love the product. And later, as an investor, I have made the mistake of evaluating the team as executives. I mean, like, oh, will, will they be great at hiring? Are they inspiring? Can they build processes? Can they fundraise, et cetera? And in a lot of cases, at the serious stage, if all that is not there, it doesn't matter if the answer to one thing about will they make something that people love is there. So that's, that's something that I have learned and I try to, yes, imagine how will this person look like 10 years from now if they make a product that people love. <music>
0: On today's special segment, we have Roy Bahat of Bloomberg Beta. Roy, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest? I can.
1: Early on in the life of the fund, we said we're not going to do exploding offers. We don't do exploding offers because I think we want founders working with us because they've meaning offers that go away after a day or a few days. Very common in our industry. We don't do them. Because we want founders working with us after they've explored all of their other options. We're very open about it. We tell founders, feel free to shop our terms. Feel free to tell other people who's investing and why. Because our view is that the value of secrecy on that one deal will not be worth the value of trust over the long term. And I had a situation where we made an offer. The founder then went and shopped it without telling us, that's fine. We kind of allow it. But then you start hearing from other investors about this thing that you have offered to invest in without knowing the person was around, and it just doesn't make you feel like you're on the same team. So it was less that the person did anything wrong, that it just didn't feel right. So what I learned is, yeah, let people do that, but then just stay in frequent touch with them. I mean, I hated when investors would hassle me with stupid emails, like, did you see this competitor? It's like, yes, I read TechCrunch. I saw the (laughs) competitor in TechCrunch. Thank you for your value ads. But there's a variant of that, and the variant of that is, hassling you every two hours, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think I probably overdid it in the beginning on just call us, we won't call you. And there are critical moments in the life of the company where it's just important to stay in touch. We still don't send the like, hey founder, how's it going emails because I don't think those are value add ones we're investors. But I learned the value of intimacy is a different way of putting it and that it's not just about what you offer and what you say, it's also about how close you feel.
0: Right. There is a broad spectrum of interaction with yeah. founders. <laughs>
1: and the interpersonal issues are by far the hardest.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm still trying and to figure out how to find that balance.
1: What do you mean when you say that?
0: Well, you know, some founders that I love and I'm super bullish on are also quote unquote needy, I guess. I like regular communication, I like being in touch with people frequently. I definitely don't want to suffer from a situation where I feel like there's some disloyalty or there's some sharing of sure. information and stuff. But there's some founders that because we're so helpful, because we really go to bat for our founders in the Midwest, that it's harder to raise a pre-seed round in the Midwest. Even in Chicago, there's a lot of investors that say they're pre-seed investors, but they will not invest pre-revenue. They just won't do right. it. There's very, very few. I think there's two or three, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to raise a round. So there's a lot of founders that lean on us, and we're happy to help. But then it gets a little tricky. You know, you don't want to become a part of the team, like you said earlier. You guys may have had somewhat of a studio model at the beginning, and you transitioned away from that. We want to be helpful, but we're not a co-founder.
1: Right. I think that balance of supporting without getting in there, it's standard lessons that former operators learn, like it's their company, not yours, and stuff like that. I do feel like it is so rewarding when you can be supportive And look, there are cases where we don't hear from a founder for six months, and then we talk to them on the phone every day for a week because something intense is going on, and that's great. Yeah. It is a mystery, this business. I mean, I definitely (laughs) feel like it will take me a lifetime to learn, and that's why I plan to keep working on it.
0: And it will keep changing. Yes. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. On today's special segment, we have Cheryl Cheng of Blue Run Ventures. Cheryl, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest?
3: A critical lesson that has changed the way I invest. Sure. So um, when I first started making direct investments myself, I got very excited about a company in a space that was like "quote unquote" hot, right? Like all these VCs were pouring money into it. There was all this momentum. It was written up all the time in TechCrunch, like you know, you've yep. seen that story, right? Yeah. Yep. And I went into partner meeting just like really excited about you know a couple companies that were in the space, and I was you know I was talking really fast and you know throwing out all these numbers and. And and John sort of pulled me aside afterwards and he said, You cannot get swept up in these things, right? He's like, you have to focus on the right things. And I was like kind of looking at him like, I don't know, like what are the right things? Like <laughs> it seems like everybody's talking about <laughs> these things. Like, what are the right things? And and you know, he really said when things get really hyped and when there's a lot of momentum, like that's when you need to take a step back and you need to be careful. Right. And he's like, think about who you are as an investor, where you want to leave the biggest, you know, imprint on a founder or on a company and don't chase a sector that everybody's just chasing. You know, he's like, try not to get swept up in that. And I left being a little bit like, not upset, but like, man, I'm doing this all wrong. And what it has done for me is it's made me refocus. So I focus a lot less on like whether a sector is popular. And it made me think about what I care about the most, which is people that I like working with. And so when I invest today, I really think about, wow, these are founders that, I wouldn't mind spending a whole weekend with, right? That people who are constantly popping up on my phone in like text chats or, you know, I'm getting 20 emails from. So it's made me focus more on the person and the founder than it has on the idea. And I think when I first started, because the natural tendency was to, you know, make a market map or to, you know, pick a space and dive really deep into it. And and you have to do that to be comprehensive in your research. But at the end of the day, I think what makes me excited is founders that I I really respect and want to work with. And that changed a little bit of my my true north, that conversation. So I think as a as a new investor it's always tempting to be like, that's hot and (laughs) go after that. Sure. And, and now, you know, I definitely look at market opportunity, but I, I think much more deeply about the founder and the relationship that I can build with the founder than I do about the end game of the space. Because at my stage, there's still so many steps to the end game that a lot of things can change. But, what won't change is the person that you're in the trenches with. So, so I'm, I'm much more focused on that.
0: Love it. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.